Okay. Hello, this is Janet Gallen welcoming you to Love Letters Live. And today's guest is someone the entire world knows. You all know <laughs> George Shakiris. And uh, you know him from many things. I guess, George, you're most well known for West Side Story, is yeah, part of, right? Yeah. Although Absolutely. you've done an enormous amount of other work. Oh, I've done, done lots of things, but that's, that's, you know, all of us who are, no matter our association with that film, everybody associated with that film is most remembered for that project. I, I can so see not, that. Yeah. Rita, Russ, uh, Leonard Bernstein, everybody. <laughs> yes. Let me ask you something. Um, just kind of to start with you from the beginning. Okay. Les, you were, you're American born to Greek ancestry, right? Right, yes. Did, did you grow up speaking Greek at home? Oh, well, I used, not now. I, I, if I, I, I could learn it again, if I, if I, I, I could practice with someone, but I would need practice. To, I can say a few small things, but just small things right okay. now. Okay, and um, so at what point did you realize that you were destined for the kind of glorious entertainment that you were, that you ended up in? I mean, I'm, I'm gathering that you started off as a dancer. That my first job was as a dancer, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but, um, you know, as a, as a kid, uh, I had had access to movies only, not theater. Didn't know theater existed at that time, but I fell in love with, with the movies like so many of us do, uh, especially movie musicals. I just loved the, the beauty of those musical numbers, the, the shiny floor, the beautiful stars, and the people how, in the how back. Did, how did you how did you know that you were destined to be a dancer? Well, it's I know thing. I would never. I wouldn't have used myself the word destined, you know, because who knows? Um, but um, I, I had I, one of my sisters, Catherine, was five years older than me, and she and I were the only two in our family who really loved dancing. So we used to dance in the living room all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so so when when it. It came to my attention, there was a girl that I went to, to school with, Joan Scanlon, and it was Joan who told me about the American School of Dance in, in Los Angeles on Hollywood Boulevard. She said, Sid Charisse takes class there, Leslie Caron takes class there. Well, that's all I had to hear. But so, you were older by then. You weren't like some little kid going to dancing school. Well, I did my first dance, I didn't take my first dance class until I was 19. Wow. It just, just things evolved that way. I didn't know that I should even study dance, but when that, uh, well, when Joan brought that to my attention and I knew of this school, I knew I had to, to study there and I did. Um, you came to LA by yourself. I'm sorry? You came to LA by yourself. I did, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I got a, a room in a, a, a rooming house on Hollywood Boulevard. I got a job at the May Company downtown LA working uh -huh. as advertising, uh, as an office boy in the advertising department. Uh -huh. I worked at the May Company from eight till five every day and I took class every night. Uh -huh. And uh, that was my first experience uh, dancing and taking dance class and meeting other dancers as well who were already working in some of the movie musicals. So you had you had something you had the thought open to you. I mean, it's so. What what was your first job? By the way, I did read a little something about you and that you used to go by the Grauman's Chinese Theater. And yeah, yeah. What you? Um, uh, uh, I first uh, went to the American School of Dance. After about, uh, eventually, they gave me a scholarship at the school, and my duties as, as a, to uh, have the scholarship were to just 
clean the studio every night at, at the end of the day. So I was by myself at the American School of Dance, sweeping the floors and cleaning the mirrors and all of that, locking the dressing rooms. And, and then when I finished, I would walk home on Hollywood Boulevard to the rooming house where I, and I would pass Grumman's Chinese Theater every night. Wow. And it, it was quiet in those days. No tourists, no, it was just, there was nobody well, there. I, I grew up there and I lived not too far away from that. And that was kind of the weekend, the Saturday playland to go to movie. Where was the rooming house, may I ask? Oh, ask me that again, sorry. Where was the rooming house, Hollywood and what? Uh, well, uh, it, it was, I, I rented a room. I had a bathroom I could use, huh. uh, but I, that's, you know, that's, that's what I could have. And listen, when you're that young, it doesn't matter. You, you can do anything and nothing is a hardship ever. You're just grateful and you're just happy to be where you are. What, so now you have written a book called My Own West Side Story or My West Side Story? Yes. Yes. Well, um, what, what well, made, what made you decide? To, well, I just wondered, you know, after a lifetime of work, what made you decide to write a book and let people know more about you? Well, I, I, I became friendly with a wonderful writer. His name is Lindsay Harrison. And I ended up doing the book with, with uh, Lindsay. And Lindsay had done uh, books with other people. Uh, one, one person that I knew was Tippy Hedron. Uh, Lindsay did work with Tippy on her book. It's a beautiful book. And Tippy, of course, is wonderful. So it, it, that's how it came to be. And um, I just that didn't jump in, but I just started trying. The, the hardest part was trying to remember things uh, yeah. because there, there were gaps where I, I, I couldn't even remember where I was, uh, much less what I was doing. But it, it's uh, the, the, the good thing uh, the book is a good thing altogether in terms of, of working on it because it, it reminded me of how lucky I had been sure. given over the years and uh, the wonderful people I'd gotten to work with. All of them. I mean, so I, I loved uh, the experience of doing the book and it was the publishers who came up with the, the title of the book. Uh -huh. They thought it was that was what I should call it. it made sense to me, so of course we did. Right. What, what was the most joyous part of your work? I mean, when you look back yeah. at your what, life, the most joyous things that you did in work. Well, the, the joyous, working in the chorus of some of those great movie musicals, working in the course of uh, General for Blondes with Marilyn Monroe. Oh, by Monroe. the way, I can lip sync that whole movie. I'm sorry? I can lip sync that whole movie. I've seen <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wonderful movie. And Jack Cole, the choreographer, Marilyn always wanted him. And she was right. He was fantastic. But that number that she does, that he did for her, the Diamonds of Girl's Best Friend, uh -huh. is, is such a great number. Uh, and he did a lot of wonderful uh, movie musical numbers. Uh, but that comes to mind. I love working behind Rosie Clooney and that that number she sang so beautifully love you didn't do right by me because in that number there were just four of us behind her so we we're kind of visible normally you were you know 16 people and in the background and but so the joy uh of working on that number first of all was rosie she was just the, the loveliest person in the world mm -hmm. and uh, uh and we were we knew it was we were closer to camera in that in that number and that felt good yeah <laughs> Can, can you feel a difference in yourself? I mean, you know, I okay, you don't know this about me. I'm a dreadful busybody. And, <laughs> and I, I have a question that I'm kind of curious about with you. 
you have you have gone from being an exceedingly handsome young man to to an exceedingly handsome older man, but with a kind of a cover of something different, a cover of comfort. I never thought of that. No. Okay, um, well, I, I could be wrong. You know, I looked at some pictures of you at this stage in your life, and uh -huh. it, looks, it looks like a slightly different man than you did when you were young. Do you feel any different? Well, gosh, I, I sort of probably do feel different, but, uh, but uh, no, I, I don't feel different. I think I've always been quiet. I've always been somewhat reserved. Um, and uh, even with, uh, with my friends, I was always the quiet one in the room because I loved listening. Um, so that, that's basically how I would describe myself then and now is just being um, the quiet person in the room more than the one who's Okay. Talking, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I guess you didn't look like the quiet person because of the roles, were, the roles you were playing. You know, when you see somebody do a high kick like that, you yeah. don't picture a quiet person. Well, yeah. yeah. And you know what? So many, I think a lot of performers are quiet people. Oh, I found uh, that to be true, yes. I'm sorry? I said, I have found that to be true. Yes, yeah. You know, uh, Marilyn Monroe, for example, I never spoke to her, I never didn't know her at, at all. But working in the course of that, uh, that number, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, the thing I didn't notice at the time, but I thought of it afterwards, how quiet she was and how concentrated she was on her work. That's where she put her focus and her energy and her feelings. It didn't, it wasn't talking to the people around her. She was focused on, on the work. And I, I do think there's, I'm not sure, but I think there's some people who are quote unquote quiet express themselves in their work. Yes, I was yeah. gonna say, you know, there's, there's probably something comfortable about having a role there absolutely there is because you, you you know how it all turns out, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so you can focus on uh, on 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 the role and and what what that role what that person uh, what that character is saying and who they are, um, uh, and the nice the wonderful thing about uh, about acting in, uh, in whether it's in the theater or on film again you know the beginning the middle and the end. Uh, yeah. so, so there's comfort in that. And also, uh, no matter who you're playing, because it's not you, you can express yourself in a way that is through that character and, and not through you. So you're not, you're expressing, you're, 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 you can engage and connect with feelings from another character and express those. And there's something Com not comforting, but there's something wonderful in that expression. It's a release in a way, I guess. I bet. Did you did you identify strongly with the characters that you play? See, I, I, I watch a movie now. I know this is silly. But when I see a character in a movie, I believe that's the person. Now, I know that's a tribute to good acting. Yeah. So I look at Bernardo and I think that's who George Chakiris is. <laughs> Well, in terms of I, 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 without realizing it, I didn't think about it at the time, but I really, really did identify with, with who he was, uh, what was happening to him in his life, uh, what uh, life was like for him and his family coming to America and hoping and dreaming, and then uh, uh, discovering presidents, for example. Um, but 
I'm sorry. I, see, I tend to give wrong answers and then I forget where I started. Oh, I do that uh, all the time. Yes. Yeah. But um, we were talking about identifying with the characters that you play. Did you feel like Bernardo? And well, you, yes, I, I guess I did feel like Bernardo because I, I remember once uh, it we were, uh, it, it was between shots, as it were. I was walking from the dressing room. Uh, we shot at, at Goldwyn Studios here in Los Angeles. And I was walking down the street one way to the set and I was wearing the, you know, the, the black shark skin suit with the purple shirts. Um, and at that moment, walking to, to, to the stage, I was suddenly, I really was kind of just struck by the strength of that costume and what, how, how Irene Sheriff designed that costume so beautiful for Bernardo. So it, it, she helped us be the characters that we were, but, but just by her, uh, her design. You know, I, can I can understand that because I've seen movies and been aware of the fact that the clothing, that the costume design, the costume itself is actually yeah. one of part of the, is one of the characters. Absolutely. It, 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 yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, there was an exhibit at the museum at the Academy maybe a couple of years ago. It was a wonderful exhibit and they had videos of different people speaking. And one of them was Meryl Streep. And Mer she was talking in that particular moment about when, she, uh, I can't remember what role it was. Maybe, anyway, she was carrying a handbag as the character. And now most people, not most people, many actors or actress or actresses in this case would just carry the bag and she had to know what was inside and, oh. and, and things inside the bag had to be things that her character would really use. No one would ever see it or know it, but she knew it. So she and would internalize that as part of Yes, and that's the beauty of these kinds of things, you know, with costume design and how, how important that is to creating a character. Sure. What is it? <laughs> In, in your book, which I will read later, um, <laughs> well, I don't like, I don't like to know too much when we start talking because I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. What What is it that you want people to know about you, if you can say? Well, I have a gosh. question about your parents. Uh -huh. Well, um, you know, I I my parents uh, were, were the most my sisters and brothers and I couldn't have asked for better parents. We were born into to the, to really such wonderful people. Uh, they were ethical. They were kind. They were generous. They were loving. Every every good thing you think about, they were, and that's what I grew up with. And I thought everybody was like that, you know. But not everybody was like that. No. But they were, and and I, that that was my background and That's a wonderful yeah. thing to be able to say about your parents well yeah because uh, <laughs> it it's so easy to say about them because it's the truth and because uh uh how what a, what a loving environment we all grew up in um, i remember uh one of the places we lived was in long beach california and uh, in in the living room about this there were two large uh, rectangular uh, thick windows and at night they were sort of like mirrors so my sister Catherine and I would dance in front of those and want you know dream but uh, but also in those days there really wasn't uh, television hadn't started so uh, the way we were as a family my mother would cook 
we, you know, and we'd all sit at the dinner table together, we'd eat together, then we'd wash and we'd dry and all that. And then we'd sit in the living room after dinner and be with each other. It was, so we, as a family, we really spent valuable time Isn't, with each other. That's a, you know, we're about the same age. So yeah. I remember that as well. You know, after dinner, we would talk. Dinner would last for a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, um, so I, I'm just curious. I, I, did you ever, were you a letter writer? Only because mm -hmm. I'm about love letters and letter writing. And when you talk about your parents, I picture love letter. I'm ready to write a love letter to them. Well, that's, uh, I know that over the years I did when I was traveling, I would of course write to my parents if I was in Japan or somewhere, uh, I would write. And I guess it was kind of a love letter. I didn't think of it that way, but, but it was a loving letter to my parents wherever I was because I knew they wanted to know how I was and what I was doing and uh, how, uh, how things and were. I, I say that counts as a love letter. You know, you're writing to them out of love for them so that they'll know yeah. where you are, yeah. what you're doing, and most important, that you're okay. Yes, that you're okay, always, always that you're okay, yeah, yeah. Tell me about, um, I know that you have segued into silver jewelry making. Well, <laughs> yeah, that start, I, I've lost, I'm terrible at the time. I, I don't know, how, I've been doing that for quite some time. It started as a hobby and it, it just accidentally became became more. Um, I, I went to a wonderful school here in, in Barnstall where you could take classes in sculpting, all kinds oh, of- I was gonna ask because you have to learn how to take silver and mold. Yes, yes, I, I did. The, the different ways of working with silver or creating something in silver, whereas it with, with the wax mold and so on. And I've, I've learned a lot more since then. And I have a freestanding garage uh, uh, to the house which I turned into a, a, a studio where I could do my soldering and all of that stuff. So I really did learn how to make things. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I also got a lot of help because it, without experience, I, I became very familiar with the jewelry district downtown Los Angeles and with a couple of manufacturers. So I was, without trying to, I was learning as I was going along. And with one of the manufacturers downtown, I met a, a, a Japanese distributor who liked some of my stuff and wanted to distribute it in Japan. So that was my first uh, professional uh, venture, as it were, into it. And I, he's still my distributor in Japan. So. Um, and, and I still work with the people in downtown Los Angeles. I have a uh, manufacturer in Thailand as well, but I prefer to do it here if I can. Oh, wait, anyway, wait. You, so have, be, you say a manufacturer, so you can actually make the physical pieces yourself. Yeah. And I, can have somebody, if you need to have, like, would you have like six of one kind of thing made or how do you do that? You can buy it, things on your website. It would depend on what kind of an order came in. For example, once once you have the original piece, you then, from the, the original piece, you create a mold to then uh -huh. make more pieces of the same design. And depending on the order, you can make two, you can make five, you can make as many as you want. Um, but uh, but uh, every, every piece, Every, I made all the original pieces, and once the original piece was something we liked, we then made a mold so that we could recreate and make more of that piece for sale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, it's, it's fun. It's it's interesting looking. Pieces. <laughs> they have interesting dimensions to them. They're not they're not just 
Well, you're, you're, one of the beauties of, 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 of maybe other way of, of jewelry is you can start with an idea, you can start with a sketch, you can start kind of accidentally. Um, but once you actually created something, the, the lovely thing about jewelry is you can hold it in your hand. Yeah, uh, and and so it's you can see it, you can feel it, and all it's 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 a really nice um, arc of creating something and the satisfaction of having created something. You, do you have your things shown in like kind of boutique or specialty? I'm I'm asking this because I can think of a couple of jewelry stores that specialize in silver and interesting looking silver. Do you go to those kind of places? I, you know, I've, I've never, I've never tried that. Um, I, I, I think I'm lazy. <laughs> but, but, uh, and by the way, all, all, I, uh, my, everything I do is, is, is in silver. I haven't gone to gold or anything like. That. I keep it in silver. I, I fell in love with silver. Um, but the only place uh, I'm selling, aside from my, my website, is basically in, in Japan through my da Japanese distributor. Mm -hmm. um, I came close to a couple of things here, but they, they never materialized really. And now it's a difficult time because people aren't going into stores and browsing like we used to. There we are, yeah. And I think everybody's being more careful how they spend their money as well, you know? Yeah. On the other hand, it's so lovely to be able to go to somebody's website or do something online and just order yourself something, let PayPal take care of it, and then you get a gift in the mail. Yeah, you, you know, do you? Do, I I buy things online sometimes, and it, it, it is fun to have a package delivered to your house, and you, it's like a gift. That's it's right. Like, it's like a present, you know. Right. As if someone thought of you and delivered you exactly what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How nice yeah. Is that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so things are good with you. I'm sorry. I say things are good with you at this stage in your life. Well, touch wood. Thing, yes. Yeah. Hey, you never know. But right now things are good. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, you know what, what it is. It, it's I, I still have. I don't have all of my family, but I have a few of them, and friends. It's uh, friends are so important and, and, and oh, yeah. kind of everything in a way. Yes, and you know, are you still able to keep in touch with all your closest? I, I find it harder right now. You know, the isolation well, kind of flips us away a little bit. It takes well, more. To keep in touch. Yeah, uh, we've all managed to keep in touch via email and things like that. People are reluctant to meet in person, but now I, I've had both shots, and some of my friends have got, gotten there. So now we're going to be more comfortable with be, being being seeing each other in in person. Right. Um, but uh, it will all all of that is going to evolve, and I think eventually we'll we will be, get back to some kind of normal and be able to socialize again because it, it, we all really miss, I, everybody I think misses not being able to see people. Well, not being able to see, and I don't know how physical a person you are, but like I miss being able to just, <laughs> I miss absolutely, having, I miss absolutely. Yeah, and we've even had to be careful with that, haven't we? Because we're not supposed to have people, you know, they don't shake hands even, they just hit fists. Well, know. unless your arms are each three feet long and you can stay six feet apart. You <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's, getting, it's, it's, it's getting better. We're gonna see what the light at the end of the mine, yeah, it's coming. Oh, I'm sure we are, yes. And we're learning patience. Well, you, you know, that's, uh, I hear the news 
like like we all hear the news. And with some of these states uh, opening up, in my opinion, um, too early. It, it's, well, I agree. Uh, yeah, we shouldn't do that until we're we're in a, a more safe place. Um, because people do cross from state to state, and, and then people move around, and so things things aren't uh, uh, contained uh, as they, they should be. It's it's still uh, not. A, I don't think a wide uh, Texas come to mind because I know that that state is is opening up, um, but uh, it's it's. It, it's it, it's good that things are moving along and we can feel better and we I think we do feel better but I think it's still time it's it's appropriate to be cautious and as they say pay attention to the science. I agree. Let me ask you something about what you've learned to do without, if you have. I think most of us because we've had to be isolated and there are things that we have not been able to do that yeah. we've learned well, that we don't gosh. need. What? Well, going to the theater, going to see a, a play, going to the ballet. Uh, I've, just recently, I thought to myself, you know, there's a, 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 a writer that I know uh, has been a, a, a close confidant of the uh, Santa Fe uh, Ballet, which is now finally just being disbanded because they're, they're, they're going to, but my point is, uh, dancers, actors, people in the theater, what do they do? There's, there's nowhere to go at right. the moment. Yeah, I have friends who are producers in New York and they were thinking and hoping that, that it would open up this year, but now they don't expect it till, till next year. But so the things that, I, that we, I miss are those kinds of experiences, going to the theater, going to a movie, going to see a ballet, going to a concert, going to the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Missile. These are things that we have had to do without, that we don't want to do without. And we are looking to the time where we don't have to do without. What about things that you have learned that you don't care about anymore? Like for me, obviously, I don't get my hair colored anymore. And I well, love it myself. And I, I wear well, you look great. the same thing every day. Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know? You, you, I, look at, look at, I, what I, about you? I, I put that. Uh, we and we, everybody's on Zoom, whether it's the news and right, right. Rachel Maddow or anybody. Every, and so people, we we've grown accustomed to people in business be, being much more casual, uh, yeah. because uh, and people are from uh, in, at home uh, as we see them, you know, the different uh, journalists and yeah. reporters and so on. Um, and so, it, it, but there's something nice about that. It, it's nice to relax about those things and not, you know, think, oh my God, I really have to, have to look as well, good as I can. For you, make, you make a good point there. I have a friend way in the beginning of this pandemic, somewhere around April, I was talking to him and I said, you know, how are you doing with all this isolation? And he said, well, he said, I've always been kind of a, not a hermit, but you know, like you, I mean, a solo, a solo person mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and people used to kind of criticize me for it. You know, I like staying home more than I like going out and I, it didn't get me such a good name. And he said, now all of a sudden I'm patriotic. <laughs> well, uh, the, there's an agent that I, uh, a New York agent, and I think she likes working by herself anyway, but of course, she has to do everything, almost everything from home. Right. Um, so I, I think everybody is, and so she's isolated in that sense. Uh, but I think we, we, will, we will, and by the way, I think you know, now, uh, once travel is easy and all of that, 
I think because we've all learned from this experience from Zoom that you can meet with people and not necessarily have to be in the same room. So right. that will, for I can have a meeting in London and I not have to necessarily fly to London. So I think people will make use of that much more now. It'll be nice to fly to London, but if we can we can use Zoom in a, in a really productive way. I agree. You know, I had one of my guests, I was unaware. I mean, I was at some point new to Zoom and I was unaware of the power of it. And a woman got in touch with me and she wanted to be on Love Letters Live. And, da, da, da. and I, you know, I always say, where do you live? Because I figure if you live down the street, good, we can. Yeah. yeah. Dublin, <laughs> Ireland. Well, you know, Zoom Dublin, Ireland. It was like she was sitting next door. Yes. It's really yes. such a miracle. Well, you, you know, I, this is my second with you. It's oh. my second time on Zoom. So I'm just, just now figuring how to do it. I have a friend who's helping me. Thank God. I'm terrible with anything technical. But it really it is it's so nice to be able to visit with you this way. I agree. I, do, way, I feel I, I'm in the same room. I do. I do too. And I feel yeah. like I'm relating to you. Like, But I do yeah. have something to say as far as how difficult all this is to get used to. This is so much easier than learning to drive. <laughs> well, there's the <laughs> So it is. Yeah. 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 Not to mention looking for parking. Anyway, thank you so much for this with me. And paying for parking and right. all <laughs> Right. Yes. It's, it's easier in so yeah. many ways. It's just lovely. Yeah. Well, I'm just delighted that I got to meet you this way. Well, it's been awfully nice to meet you, I have to say. If you are ever in San Francisco, once we can travel again, oh. come to me for dinner, I cook. And we'll be able to be oh. at the same house by then. Well, hopefully I'll be able to take you up on that. I have a wonderful friend in San Francisco that I've not seen for a while. And I have some friends in San Jose as well. So it, once, once we can do it, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling. Terrific. I'm glad to hear it. Okay, dear. Thank you. I thank look, you. I look forward to seeing you again, either on Zoom or in person. And Okay. Good luck. I look forward to that, too. Thank you so much. Thank and you. It's so nice to meet the man behind the high kick. <laughs> very impressed with that kind of thing. Okay. okay. Thank you, dear. Thank you. I will thank just you. tell you goodbye for now. Okay. And, um, we'll talk another time. We'll talk another time. Thank you. Have okay. a nice day. Okay. Bye.